Hi, I'm Kendra Corman, the host of Imperfect Marketing. If you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or a marketer, you know marketing is far from a perfect science. And that's why this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing. Here you will hear from marketing experts and successful business owners about their marketing tips and, of course, their lessons learned along the way. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. I'm your host, Kendra Corman, and today with me I have Christy Mitchell, and I'm going to read her bio, so I'm looking off screen if you're watching on YouTube. Christy is a marketing strategist with an MBA, over 10 years of corporate marketing experience, and has a drive for continual learning in her field. She guides her customers to a better way to succeed and prevents the overwhelm of data, analytics, and technology. She offers a marketing success roadmap, implementation support, and ongoing accountability sessions to assist entrepreneurs with digital marketing. She's passionate about helping women achieve positive, lasting success in their business and family life by giving them gifts of more time in their day and collaborative support to focus on what they love to do. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am super excited to have you because we were chatting a little bit before we started recording and we're very similar because one, I'm a lifelong student. So I'm a big fan of learning and data and analytics and productivity and everything that goes with it. So I'm super excited for our conversation. But I thought we'd go ahead and start with it. You call yourself a marketing strategist and I have strategist in my title also. I believe that's really important and fundamental. Do you want to, yeah. I mean, most people really do like to start with tactics. So why don't you go ahead and define for our listeners all about what marketing strategy is to you? Yes. So marketing strategy to me is looking at the entire big picture. And I'm talking with my hands. So people who are listening and not watching on YouTube, hopefully it works. I, marketing strategy, I say is like, when we think about marketing, okay, let me take a step back. When we think about marketing, I think of an overarching umbrella, right? There's this huge umbrella of marketing with all of these tactics that fit underneath that umbrella. So things like social media, your website, email marketing, blogs, content strategy, graphic design, your logo, branding, copywriting, all of these things that relate back to the overarching theme of marketing. My job as a strategist is to help you figure out what pieces make sense for your business. And if, you're, if you already have some pieces in place, assess them and figure out, are they the right ones? Are they the right tactics for you? How are they performing? Are there ways that you could be doing those things better? And let's make sure there's not any gaps and maybe there's opportunities to get rid of certain things. It's not always about adding. Sometimes it's about taking away. So my job as a strategist is to really assess how things are going where those opportunities might exist for plugging holes, where there might be when we're talking about a marketing strategy and a marketing plan. I like to use the marketing funnel framework. So I have my own variation of it. But if you're familiar with the marketing funnel, it's pretty typical what people are used to, except I think of it in terms of a way to really organize your marketing efforts rather than saying, oh, you need a sales funnel. I don't use it in that way. I say, let's use the marketing funnel framework as a way to say, okay, at the top, how are we getting out in front of new people, which is attract, like helping new people learn about you. Then you want to convert, which is getting their name and email address in exchange for something so that then you can better stay in touch with them. So you can move down the funnel to nurture them over time through things like email marketing and social media, and then close the deal at the bottom of the funnel, which is convert them into a client. 
So that is my very long-winded way to describe marketing strategy and how, to me, those tactics go into that funnel, but the overall funnel and the plan is like the strategy behind it. No, I love that. I, it's a very clear way for people to understand what goes into strategy. Because again, you're saying that if somebody comes to you and they already have tactics that they're using, they may not be the right ones. Yeah. Data will tell you whether or not they're working, but you also need to take a look at, again, what your strategy is. Because if you want to be super high-end boutique, you might not want to be using some of the tactics that you were using when you were not high-end in boutique, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. it's sometimes you evolve and your strategy changes. Sometimes your target audience changes and evolves. Different people become buyers in your process. And I think that's really important to acknowledge too. Yes, completely. I had one of those realizations recently about the nuance to my ideal audience which is, I've always worked with coaches, consultants, solopreneurs, but some of them create their own content and some of them don't. And what I'm realizing is I really enjoy working with the people who are creating their own content. So they're at least a few years into business. They really own their content. They're, they have these tactics going on, but there's no real strategy behind it and they know it. And they're like, okay, now I really need to finally get strategic and take my efforts to the next level they're realizing they don't have all the time in the world, right? There's always too many things and not enough time to accomplish them as a business owner. And so helping them work smarter and not harder and, and create that content strategy to feed all of their efforts. So it's not just this kind of haphazard throwing content out there. It's helping in some ways, helping them get more clear on their target audience as well. And how do you create content that's going to resonate with them and all of that. Because I find sometimes as business owners and content creators, sometimes we create what we want to create, not necessarily yes. what our target audience wants yes. <laughs> or needs. Yes, completely. I just had this conversation. I have a client who's been working with me on again, off again over the past year, I guess it is now. And she's in my marketing implementation support program now where I'm supporting business owners as they're creating content and I review content for them. And I was like, you need to go. I was looking at some of her LinkedIn posts before she posted them. And I said, is this something you care about or your audience cares about? And I already knew the answer to that question because it was something she felt passionately about. But I knew the way she was wording it, it just wasn't going to be relevant to her target audience. It wasn't something that was like top of mind for them that was that would be content that they'd be like, oh, yeah, I have to read this. And that's important. Yes, you can share some of the things that are important to you, but it's always about the reader. And I think yes. even as marketers, I forget sometimes because you get so caught up in getting things out and getting things done that you're not always applying it the right way. And mm -hmm. I think that's where having somebody to double check your work is really helpful in terms yeah. of a strategist or a coach or whatever it is that you're looking for, because that keeps you focused and it keeps you honest. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And that's where I talk to a lot of my clients too about think in terms of what you're having conversations with your clients about. What are the things that are keeping them up at night? What is totally stressing them out? What is a, a simple hack about using LinkedIn that they had never, this is my own example, right? For my clients, but like just sharing a simple tip of like how to do something specific on LinkedIn or obviously as it pertains to whatever your business is. 
sharing that information, right? Something that is helpful to them. It's not about you. It's not necessarily about your services and specifically what you offer, but you're showing that you're an expert in your space and you're being helpful to other people. That's, I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It all comes down to value. An interesting thing that I heard a couple weeks ago now, I think, was that, which I thought was very interesting. If you're bored reading your content, what makes you think anybody else is going to be interested in it? So it can be basic and something that you take for granted. That I'm not saying that. But when you're writing it, you want to make sure also that it's interesting. Yeah. So that you, if you can read it a couple of times, then it's probably good content. Yes. I, it's That's one of so my favorites funny you lately. say that. Yes, I created a video on LinkedIn, I don't know if it was last month or two months ago, about that. Okay, here's a cold hard truth. If you're not excited to create your content, chances are the person consuming it isn't excited to be consuming it either. If you're just going through the motions and creating stuff just to do it, and you're not actually excited about sharing something juicy and exciting and helpful with your audience, take a step back. Stop going through the motions and again, get a strategy in place so that you're providing that value and really capturing people's attention and showcasing yourself as the expert that you are. No, I think that's so insightful. That go, That's going to go for email marketing. That goes for videos. That goes for TikToks. That goes for pretty much anything you're creating. If you're not excited and interested in it. Now, again, I think we have a tendency to take for granted a lot of the things that we know on a regular basis. So I'm not saying that you should be excited because it's cutting edge and super sophisticated because a lot of your audience may be really excited about something that you've known for 15 years. Yes. And that's okay. You can share that information, but knowing that it'll make a difference in their business should, or in their personal life or wherever it happens to be should make you excited. I... So how do you get excited about your content? Yes, I was just going to say, I do get excited about that. And I do have those moments where I'm like, does everybody know this? I just, again, I'm big on LinkedIn. We talked about this a little bit before we started. I'm huge on LinkedIn. I post there consistently. I'm engaging there all the time. I posted, again, a couple weeks ago or at some point about this, this topic that comes up all the time when I do power hour sessions with my clients. And it's like an easy hack or trick or tip or whatever you want to call it. And at this point... I feel like in my mind, I'm like, everybody's got to already be doing this, but they're not. So it's a little tip for your listeners who are catching this conversation. If you are doing virtual meetings and you're using a booking tool and you don't have a question on there asking people if they want to opt into your email address, you are missing a valuable opportunity to build your email list with no extra work. Because if you're already doing the meetings, just ask the question. And that was one of those posts where I hesitated. Do I post this? Surely everybody knows about it. It was like one of my top performing posts that month because people were like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I never thought of that. Or, oh, I meant to do that and I forgot or whatever it is. And in two more months, you can post it again and it'll be (laughs) another high performing post because there's still a lot of people that didn't see it or were like, oh yeah, I need to do that. That's a fantastic idea. And then they didn't do it because... They were nowhere near their computer or they were jumping into a meeting afterwards. Or the technology got in the way and they're like, how would I get those people from my booking tool to the email platform? So I personally, back to, I think your original question of like, how do you get excited about your content? I think about those things, like recurring things that keep coming up with the clients I'm working with or on prospective client phone calls. 
those things that come up a lot, I'm like, okay, now is my opportunity to spread the word about this and, and create content on it. The other type of content that I get really excited about is when I can take a story from my personal life and experience. I just posted today about how I hit a deer a couple weeks ago and using that and then relating it back to marketing, like the way that I was feeling after the incident, I was sad, I was frustrated, I was annoyed, I, all of these things. And it's, those are really the things that I see my clients dealing with when it comes to marketing their business. So when I can take a real life experience, because it sheds light in, into my life, which I think is important. If someone's going to want to work with me, I think they need to know who I am as a person. So I talked about how I'm like a highly sensitive person and this whole incident, even though it wasn't that severe, really affected me for a couple of days. And and then I turned it all back around to marketing and how I work with my clients. And I get really excited to post that kind of content because I'm like, it's like twofold, right? It's giving you a sneak peek into my life and it's giving you some helpful advice or mindset shifts around marketing your business. I I love starting with questions. I feel like questions are great. So that's one of the things that you talked about. I always tell people, it's funny. I tell people regularly, I'm like, do you use answerthepublic.com? And they're like, what's that? And I feel like everybody should know about it because I've been using it for, it feels like 10 years. I don't know if it's been 10 years, but a long time. And again, it, but it'll tell you the questions people are searching for. So if you're unlike Christy, and a little bit more like me, and you forget the types of questions that your clients are asking you on a regular basis, which I do because I don't write them down all the time, although I do try and I do have post-its by my desk where I try to remember those questions that people are asking so that I can answer them because mm -hmm. it really does help. And then storytelling is huge. It really does create a connection that builds more of a known trust factor than you would without stories. Mm -hmm. It's just factual at that point, right? Social yeah. media is meant to be social. It's meant to be engaging. It's meant to show a little bit more of you and your personality. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I found, and I'm still trying to do a better job at this, right? The whole imperfect thing. I'm trying to take some of those LinkedIn posts that I create and repurpose them into email campaigns because I find myself drawn to people where I'm on their email list and I'm getting an email about what they did with their family and how it, the, you know, how it ties back to the work that they do with their clients. And that's the kind of content I'm drawn to. And I'm like, I'm creating this on LinkedIn. Like I should leverage that and send out some emails with these little mini stories that I have. So again, I think it's just thinking in terms of what gets you excited to create and what type of things are you drawn to and how can you weave that through your own marketing? And I think that's just so important as we as we grow. So let's talk a little bit about a few more tips for people. So if people are starting out wanting to create their own content, they're building their strategy, what tips do you have for them to when they're working on building that? I have a whole framework that I take my clients through with buyer persona and a content strategy framework and all of that. If I were to distill that down into just like an overarching tip, I would say really put yourself in your customer's shoes and figure out what's keeping them up at night and how can you create content that's going to help them. Take yourself and your services and what you offer completely off the table. Don't even think about it because that's usually where a lot of people start, right? They're like, I want to tell people about what I do or I want to share this. Put yourself in their shoes. What problems are they having and how can you share a tip or 
give them guidance or provide a resource that's going to make their life a little bit easier. I think that's the entire route to effective content marketing. I agree with you 100%. And it's it definitely all goes back to knowing your target audience. Because whatever you sell, if it's a product, a service, whatever, is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people that want your service more than enough to keep you in business, maybe even to make you millions of dollars. That doesn't matter. But they are a subset of the entire population and they are never defined as everybody. Yeah. I teach part-time. I'm adjunct faculty at a local university. And I, I tell my students one of the checkpoints that they have to give me along the way is for their integrated marketing communications plan is their target audience. It's usually one of the first ones I have them do. And I'm like, everybody is not okay. You will lose all of the points if you say everybody. Like, it's just not an option. Yeah. But they still, and they still come back to me with everybody can use it. No, not everybody wants it or needs it. But I think it's really important because you want to resonate with your audience and that you want them to feel like you're talking to them. I actually was recently watching a TikTok where this woman was giving a tip about videos and it was just in my feed. I don't even remember who she is, but um, she goes, do not start your videos with a greeting. Hey, everybody. Good to see. Because you're, then you're, it doesn't feel like you're talking directly to that person. You want to mm-hmm. tweak your delivery on your videos And she goes, if you need to say it because you can't start a video without hello or whatever it is, go ahead. She goes, edit it out later. But just jump Mm -hmm. into the content because you're just talking to this one person. And if you're doing that, your content will be more engaging and more relevant. And I was like, huh, I noticed I scroll past a lot of the videos that are like, hello, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope. But when they jump right into the content... And the question that I'm dealing with or a question that I have or something else that I love to hear more about, then I watch a little bit longer. Yeah, you're hooked. So I think that's I think that's huge. And I think, again, that's where your storytelling comes in with email marketing and with LinkedIn. You're connecting because they feel like you're just sitting there chatting and having a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Relate to people and communicate on their level. I think that's fantastic. I love that. So when we're looking at, when someone's looking at working with you, creating their strategy and things, what are a couple of the first couple of steps that you take them through or that you're looking for them to do? We talked about their persona and things. Do you guide people through that or is that something that they go off and come back to you with answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I find that my clients, if people come to me and they're super early in business and they're not, they don't at least have some sense of who their target audience is and what they're offering. I usually send them to a clarity coach first that I've referred business to because they need to have some sense of that. They may not have a crystal clear vision on like ideal client types, but they have a general idea of who they serve and why those clients enjoy working with them and what their offer is and that kind of thing. So there's a certain level of business establishment that you need to have. And we can usually determine that on a discovery call, whether you're ready to work with me or or not quite. And I'm not, 
I'm totally not that person who's just going to sell you to come on, come work with me right now. It's because it's not going to set either, either of us up for success if you don't have some of those basics in place first. So those are some of the things that I look for. And then, yeah, we usually do a discovery call. And then a lot of times what I, what is the really good starting point for people is I offer a marketing strategy power hour session, which is that marketing funnel framework that we talked about at the beginning. We go through that as it pertains to your business. So we have my framework up. I ask you a bunch of questions and take a ton of notes and we capture this like current state and future ideas for each of the four stages of the funnel. And then what I do is after we go through each of the four stages, I go back through and I highlight the top three to five things that I think you need to focus on to help make sure you have that cohesive strategy and plan. Because a lot of times people do a ton at the top of the funnel, like getting out in front of people, but they don't have a way to bring people in and get their name and email address so then they can stay in touch with them over time. To me, it's really important to make sure you have a well-balanced funnel because you could do all the attract tactics in the world. But if you don't have a way to bring people in and then stay in touch with them over time, you're only going to be able to convert so many people to clients at the end of the day. So the marketing strategy power hour session is a really great way for people to get like a tangible, okay, things are organized now. I have a much clearer picture of what I'm doing, what maybe I don't need to be doing, what I need to be doing more of, that kind of thing. And then from there, some of those clients go on to my marketing success roadmap, which is my whole package that includes everything, like an audit of everything you're doing, website, social media, email marketing, all of that. And it also includes my buyer persona exercise, my content strategy framework. So to your point, we walk through that together. So we set up sessions, we go through that on Zoom. You might have a little bit of homework, but we're really, I take a very hands-on approach. So we're building that all together. Very cool. I love the process. I love the ideas. I love them being able to get a taste of what they can get from you with the power hour after the discovery call. So very cool. Following marketing best practices yourself, which is always a good thing (laughs) because sometimes we are do as I say, not as I do, but that's fantastic. So before I let you go, because I think we've gotten a lot out of this conversation, talking a little bit about organizing through the marketing framework, talking about where to get content ideas, remembering it's not about you, it's all about them, uh, just fantastic stuff. As you and I both know really well, and as most of my listeners know, that marketing is anything but a perfect science. And so I ask all my guests, what has been your biggest marketing lesson learned? I absolutely love this question. And I gave it a lot of thoughts leading up to our call today. And it's not going to be anything earth shattering, but I think it's really important for people to remember is that you have to be patient. And this is one of those things, right? I tell my clients this all the time. The type of marketing I'm teaching you is probably not going to get you a client tomorrow. That's This is the long game, right? We're building this these processes and this plan and it's going to take time. But I even have to remind myself of that. So I'm in a business planning program this year and every 60 days we stop and assess and then like replan for the next 60 days. And even I was like looking at my numbers and things and I'm like, yeah, I focused on trying to get my power hours booked like in the first 60 days and people just didn't buy power hours. I don't know. And the next 60 days I moved on to something else because I'm like, it didn't work. Then lo and behold, I looked back at my numbers and it was like, yeah, it, it just took 90 days. That's the life cycle of planting those seeds and then being patient and knowing that it all comes full circle. So I think being patient, uh, having patience in the process and knowing that if you're doing the right things, they will pay off for you. To me, that's my biggest marketing lesson learned that I keep learning over and over again. (laughs) 
Yeah, sometimes we don't always learn it the first hundred times. Right. <laughs> I'm 100% with you when it comes to that, because I am not as patient as I should be. And sometimes I think I'm more patient than I should be. Just depends on what it is I'm doing and how excited I am about it. Um, The more excited about it I am, the less patience I have. But yeah, again, it's about nurturing. It's about bringing people in. It's about doing the right things, following your strategy, appealing to your audience, building that know and trust factor over time so that Mm -hmm. they want to work with you. And I think that's just got so much potential and so much insight. And I think it is something to really learn from. So thank you so much, Christy, for joining me today on this episode of Imperfect Marketing and sharing your marketing strategy wisdom with my audience here. I do appreciate it. If anybody's looking to have a discovery call or work their way into a strategy session power hour with Christy. You can find her links and uh, website below. We'll also have a link to her resources section where you can find some information on her marketing uh, funnel framework and some other great tools that I'm sure she has links to there. So be sure to check the show notes or the YouTube video description from that. If you learned something today, and I hope you did, it would really help me out if you would rate and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching to this podcast. Thank you again for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you on another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week, same time, same place.